is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. We are here with Nick and Dave. They, uh Derek is out today, but we have a lot of things to talk about. We'll be answering fan questions today. So if you're on Twitter, make sure to hit us on at Cowboys Break and we'll be reading some of those. But first, let's hit on the whole taco thing. We won't get into it. Just forget about it. Okay. it it's done. They made it official yesterday. No need to keep talking about it. Well, we sort of did the autopsy yesterday, yesterday. didn't we? Yeah, we I mean, there's evaluated n- the whole thing. Nothing really changed except that it was it's official. They tried to trade him, didn't work. The one thing that that's makes it even kind of worse, I guess, you know, looking for him is the fact that, you know, you have to pay a little bit more money to to get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, and then also they got injuries. I mean, Tyrone Crawford is is hurt. He's probably not going to play this week and maybe in a few more games uh, with that hip injury. You've also got Antoine Woods banged up. Have you heard tackle. anything about his hip injury, how severe it is? What are we expecting here? Is it something that might be keeping him out throughout the season, or how are they managing this? Yeah, I mean, he's not going to play this game. And then, th- then they're fearful that it could this thing could keep going for a couple games. I mean, so um, it. What my point is is it serious enough where you know they're losing a defensive end for a little bit, but still uh, they wanted to get rid of Taco. Now Robert Quinn coming back is is a is a upgrade there, regardless of who's healthy or not. So I think that that's a good thing. But just to, just to say that they're banged up on the defensive line. You wouldn't have to cut a guy. You wouldn't have to pay more money to let him go unless you just felt like he had to go, and they did. Did you get to see some of the things that Robert Quinn was doing at practice? Uh, he was there. I mean, you know, I know we don't we don't get to see anything cool yeah. at practice. They we get to see ten minutes of stretching. And a little bit of walkthrough stuff. Although Donovan Wilson was um, doing all the special teams work, which is a good sign. I mean, shouldn't be surprising. Xavier Woods probably isn't going to play, so it makes sense that he would be active. And it looks like he will be. He's doing all the special teams. Robert Quinn, I, I saw him hit some bags. I guess nothing. I mean, he's out there. He's practicing, moving around. He's going to play. What about That's Tavon fun. Austin? He was not there. So Tavon out, Gallup out today. I'm not I'm just yeah. talking about today. Uh, Gallup, Tavon, Xavier Woods, Antoine Woods, Tyrone Crawford, Luke Gifford. I think that's it. I would think the guy that has the best chance to play would be Xavier Woods. But I don't know if he will. But I, I do think he's the healthiest of that group. I got a chance to talk to Steven the other day. Steven was like, I think he certainly could play. Um, he's gotten better and better. But the fact that he didn't practice today... They want to have a reason to play Donovan Wilson. This might be a good one. Such a weird week, and it, it's I get it. It's their job to take this seriously, but you know, most weeks you're like, can he play? Can he play? Can we get him to do something Thursday or Friday and try to get him to the game? But in this situation, I'm like, yeah. take, take a seat. I think maybe they can handle this without you, and you get healthy for the Saints. I mean, like the more players, obviously, you downgrade the 
the harder it's going to be. You know, the you're kind of lowering the gap that between the Cowboys and the Dolphins. You know, okay, well your best receiver, your, your leading receiver, Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we got to put Devin Smith in. That that's going to be down. You know, downgrade and then Darren Thompson for Xavier Woods and you know Tristan Hill for Antoine Woods. All that. The more you keep doing that, the more it's like, all right, you know, you're kind of getting down to that level. I'm not saying they're there yet, but yeah, I just mean they still have a pretty. They still got a good lead on it. I'm not saying Vegas is changing their their spread or anything like it that. It is interesting, you know. Every every week at practice, some of the, you know some of the beat writers like you just try to. Well, I mean, we do it on the show. You're like, okay, who's going to be inactive for this game? What are the inactives going to look like? It's not going to be hard this week, probably right, to get. To not going to be hard to get to seven at least. Like, it might be hard to function. Literally, I'm I'm sitting there today thinking. Can they really afford to sign another receiver? Like, if Gallup's not going to be gone long enough to put on IR, and you assume Tavon will be back at some point, are you really going to do that again? And who do you cut? And all that good type of stuff. And it makes like I, it seems like they're going to play this game with four wide receivers. Four receivers. Yeah. Yeah. And one Which, of them has never caught a pass yeah. in the league. Cedric Wilson. It, I'm and and maybe I'm wrong, but that's the impression that I get right now. They haven't brought anybody in. They've got a receiver on the practice squad. I can't even remember his name right now. He Me wasn't either. he wasn't here during training camp. But I don't know if they feel again. Like who do you cut? Like you're kind of you know you're up against it right now in terms of guys you feel comfortable cutting, especially now that Taco's gone. They definitely want Adam Redman on the team. Sure, and Brandon Knight, and mm-hmm. they're obviously not. They don't want to let go of Luke Gifford. Um, we always we keep throwing Kayvon Frazier out in these situations, but not it, with Xavier banged not, up. Yeah, not with Xavier Woods hurt. So, like I, I think it'll be easy to get to seven inactive guys, but it might not be that easy to play a fully functioning NFL yeah. game. So. Well, I in a little bit we'll get into the Dolphins' defense, but yesterday you gave a scouting report on the offense. There was someone asking, is there any player? On the Dolphins' offense, that would be an upgrade over a Cowboys player in the same position, at the same position. Wow. Um, anybody on their team. Like anybody better. on their whole team? I mean, I That's think— That's a great question. I don't think so. I think the world of Tony Pollard, but if you told me I could swap him for Kenyon Drake, I might do that. That would be the—, the You're talking—I mean, are we talking starters or just players? Yeah, yeah, starters. I mean, I would as far think— as talent. I would think starters. Like, your 11 versus their 11. Oh, yeah, I'm, no. sure, I'm sure one of their 11 is better than a backup. But, like, even their left guard, is he better than Connor Williams, who's kind of struggled? No. That That's a good question. Is is Devontae Parker better than— Even even if you said better than the number two receiver. Is he better than Gallup? Uh, he might be more talented than Gallup, but like I don't. Okay, plug it, compare it to Devin Smith, let's say. Oh yeah, Devontae Parker, he's probably an that's, upgrade that's over Devin talent. Smith. Yeah, I mean, that you know that's really experience. their number one receiver against the Cowboys' number five. Or I'll tell you, not only that, I'll tell you this though. Like, I mean, Parker was the 14th overall pick. It's I mean, it's fine to say he's more talented than Gallup. I like what Gallup brings. Mm. more than Parker and maybe he's more diverse than this maybe the Dolphins are just bad and they can't get into his skill set but like he's just like a jump ball downfield guy like that's the only thing I ever I've ever seen him do is their tight end better than the Cowboys tight end Gusecki doesn't seem like he's as well-rounded he's yeah I mean Jason Winton's not the blocker he used to be Jarwin's not here for his blocking ability not that he can't do it but that's not his strong suit uh 
but they seem to be more functional right now than I think what I'll, he is. I would yeah Yuseki I'll I'd gladly take him on this team just from talent alone but like in terms of this being a team that likes to run the ball I don't you know I could see him I hate to compare him to Rico Gathers but I could see if he was on this team it would be like why isn't Gusecki playing more? Like, what are we doing? And the coaches would be like, he can't do any of the stuff we ask him mm-hmm. to do. All he's good for is lining up in the slot and running downfield, which is great, <laughs> but that's not how this team likes to use their yeah. tight ends. Right. Now, is there, okay, what kind of talent do they have on defense? You want to, we're doing this right now? Yeah. Okay, just see. making sure. Not that I have a problem with it. Um, They're bad. They're bad. Uh, they're 32nd in the league in overall uh, defense. They're 28th. They're actually, I'm surprised by this because they've played, you know, they've given up these gaudy totals. They're 28th against the pass, 317 per game. That's not good. But what makes me laugh, for lack of a better word, is their run defense, giving up an average of 200 yards per week, which is dead last in the league. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a perfect combination there. Exactly. Um, 51 points per game, 59 and 43 split the difference. Just not good. Um, not to say there's no talent whatsoever. Um, you should, you maybe remember the name Christian Wilkins. If you listen to the draft show, you do. One of the million Clemson defensive linemen that came out last year. They drafted him in the first round. Uh, Charles Harris, who actually, he was one of the eight or nine pass rushers that came out the year Taco did. He went to the Dolphins. I think he was 24. So him and Tack McKinley went off the board right in front of the Cowboys. Although, and you know, you know, I watched him on tape. He's a good player. Brian's been talking him up all week. He's good off the edge. But like, you know, you're sitting here like, oh, they could have had Charles Harris instead of Taco. Um, he started five out of 29 games in two plus seasons. He's got three sacks, which is actually fewer than Taco had at the time of his release. Granted, the Dolphins have not been as good as the Cowboys over that stretch, but uh, you know, I have a hard time believing they're just super thrilled at his production to this point in his career. Oh, uh, they let go of Robert Quinn, so that maybe to open the door. For yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, only two games into the season, but so, I mean, and it's you know they do the three-four thing. Like mm. he's he's coming off the edge as a stand-up guy. Raquan McMillan, the Alabama linebacker, uh, middle linebacker, one of the two of them. He's he's got some talent, and then Xavier Howard is act like he's a really good player, and I. Feel bad for him, for lack of a better word, because he signed a huge contract over the summer. Like he's definitely one of the best young corners in the league. I don't know if he's, you know, best in the league, but mm-hmm. certainly top five or ten at that position, especially among younger players. And he just signed that deal, which means he's probably just stuck in this situation until it gets better. So hopefully that's sooner rather than later for him. Um, my man Brian Broadus tells me that Brian Flores is not afraid to travel his corners, so I would imagine Howard's going to follow Amari Cooper around a little bit. He can he can go into the slot. He can play both sides. So maybe you'll see him try to travel and take Cooper out of this game, with which with only four receivers up potentially, that could be a big a big deal. I mean, if if Cooper can't beat this guy, then yeah. it limits your your options not having yeah. Gallup. I mean, and it's. I've, and I've seen Howard play. I remember him in college. He was a really good player there. So I, I, I like him. But I, I'll say this: if, if Amari Cooper gets shut down by one guy, is good even as good as Howard is, 
I think that's that speaks volumes for what kind of player Cooper is. I mean, I, I I see some some battle there. I get it, but I don't see him being a shutting him down. No. If Cooper's supposed to be a sure. top three or four receiver in the league, which I think he is, you don't get shut down by anybody. Yeah. You're not Deion Sanders over there. I mean, you 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 know, and I and so I think it'll be a good healthy battle. But I yeah. I would imagine Cooper wins some as well. And that goes back to my point: is like it's it's not our job to lock in on this opponent and take it super seriously. It is Amari Cooper's job, mm-hmm. and that's what he said yesterday. He was like, he was like, look, I get it. They got blown out two weeks in a row, but not only are they professionals. Like for me personally, like they got a Pro Bowl cornerback over there, like yeah, a really a good player challenge. that I've got to deal with. So. He's got the toughest. He's got he, the toughest challenge of anybody on the team this week, don't you think? Uh, yes, that I think that's completely fair. So with the Cowboys being a little injured in the at the wide receiver position, and after you saying how bad the run defense is, yeah. are we expecting the Cowboys to be more of a you know in the running game? Compared to what we've seen so far? We've been giving them all this credit for throwing to set up the run. I think you run to set up the throw here. That's what I – because they just – they. I mean, Wilkins is there, and he's a first-round pick, but Hmm. there's not a lot to get excited about here otherwise. I'm actually – I'm pleasantly surprised to see my man Devon Godshow, an LSU guy, at nose tackle, but this isn't – you know, this isn't Fletcher Cox or or even – you know Dalvin Tomlinson, the guy from the Giants that they opened up with, uh, or or Deron Payne. Obviously, how could I forget him? Like, I think these guys get bullied off the ball. Like you see, it, you saw the Ravens do it. Like second, first or second play from scrimmage against the Ravens, Mark Ingram went like fifty five yards, um, and and they did that all day. Uh, I there were like two different snaps where the Ravens got down on the goal line. Dolphins had. Everybody down on the line, like a typical goal line look, and you expect it to be messy, and then Ingram just like walks through the line, like just get bullied badly. And on top of that, I think because their run defense is so leaky, they are very susceptible to play action. Like even by, you know, even play action's hard to defend as it is, but these guys, the Ravens, um, Hollywood Brown, the the Oklahoma rookie, his first catch was a RPO slant that went to the house, but it was so laughably bad. Like, Lamar Jackson faked the handoff, and you just see both middle linebackers and both safeties flow to the right, like, three or four yards, and, and I mean, you could have made the throw, That's it. That's it. Wow, actually. I honestly think you could have in this scenario. you didn't see any of our flag football games. You would not have said that. That's a good point. Anyways, um, that's it. I I know this sounds very Homer-ish, but I am – I picked him up. I'm playing Devin Smith in fantasy because Ooh. I just feel like that's going to happen. I want to know how that goes. I'll add. You'll, I mean, well, I'll be at the game. That's a good you'll point. You'll see. <laughs> I want to see how that goes. Uh, but I, I just feel like the reason why I feel—I know we're not talking fantasy, but I'll say this: with only four receivers, maybe even five, Devin Smith will start. He'll be. He'll. I think he's taken over the spot where where Gallup is, and Cobb stays where he is. And then if it gets out of hand. Somebody's still got to play receiver throughout their game. Cooper might sit out, but he's not because he's Devin Smith. He'll play the whole game. Not that yeah. they'll be chunking it around, but yeah. they still point. throw it. I think he's got a good connection with Rush. I just think I I think we have a pretty good. That's twice I've done that. <laughs> I think we have a He'll good. Play. This is. I mean, yeah. I I think the Patriots and the Ravens both gave us a decent blueprint for what to expect. Because I, I mean, you don't associate this with the Patriots, but like they like to run the ball. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, they have Sony Michelle now. They've got James White. They've got all these running backs. The quarterback does not care about stats. No, he cares about rings. He's got 
more than one hand. And I mean, if if the if the Ravens and Patriots are putting up almost 200 rushing yards per game, I'll I'll be alarmed if the Cowboys can't do that. Like if you're not flirting with 200 yards as a team, and that doesn't have to all be Zeke, obviously. Who will have more rushing yards, Zeke or Pollard? Zeke, because Zeke will do his damage. And get out. I mean, you saw it. Pollard's Pollard's stats were bad in Week One because you're just plowing into the line at the end of the game. I so. think he will. I think he still Maybe gets more chances, more snaps. You know, obviously with him being out all mm-hmm. off season or during training camp and all that happening, I, I think that close. he still hasn't picked up his game. I bet, it, I bet it's close. My favorite play from both games watching and i guess this isn't technically defense but it's i mean they're just they are not a good team right now uh the ravens they were already up like 28 nothing like they just they zipped down the field at will for the first four or five possessions and then the dolphins finally stopped them fourth and short it's a lopsided game anyway and the ravens faked the punt they snapped it to their up back and he sort of took a jump step through the line and was just off to the races. Yeah, he went sixty yards on a a, a direct snap to the up back, like a fake punt that's designed to get you exactly and, how much you need. And and, and Har- he went sixty yards. And uh, John Harbaugh was criticized for that, but he said afterwards, and and a lot of coaches agree with this. He said, "Listen, we teach our guys to get a certain look, and they were not lined up." When when they see a certain look, that's what they're supposed to do, regardless of the score and all that. And they they want to put that on tape. I mean, I know that sounds like huh. classless and all that, but it's like this is what we do. If you're not going to get lined up, we will do this. If you wanna if you wanna try to have that argument with me in college football, especially if it's like an overmatched team where like it's like FCS or mm-hmm. whatever, like we could have that conversation. But like in the NFL, come on, like you're taught like. You're here to like everybody. I'm saying like, yeah. how are you going to criticize that him right. for that? Right. Like, well, you're here to win the game, and and like jobs are on the line, millions of dollars are on the line. I mean, sorry if you got your feelings hurt. Like, there's a lot yeah. of money at stake here. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll start answering some of these questions that the fans have been sending in. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to the break welcome back guys now let's get this one out of the way because people keep asking about randy gregory and what's going on with him he did apply for the reinstatement there are no news happening there we haven't heard anything different so far they're just waiting on the league to give a response back am i correct on that yeah i feel like you handled it pretty well i I don't mean to sound mean. Like people, uh, people love asking me, like, "Hey, have you heard anything on Randy?" I'm like, "If I had heard something on Randy, why would I be keeping it to myself?" I, it, I wish you'll be on Twitter within like 15 seconds. I wish that I knew more about Randy Gregory. It drives me crazy too. Like, I understand that it's frustrating, I mean, but it's a weird, it's a frustrating process. I, I don't know the answer to this. I'll just say, I mean. The season doesn't sneak up on anybody. Everybody knows when training camp starts. Everyone knows when the season starts. Everyone knows when you start getting paid to play football. So the fact that you've reinstate, you know, you you applied for reinstatement now as opposed to doing it earlier, there's a reason for that. Um, but we don't really don't know have exactly why. I just, I yeah. mean, I think it's pretty obvious to say that that you probably have a better chance to be reinstated now than you would have been for. Week four months ago or three months ago, because that's when the football season starts, and everybody knows that. So, I mean, I don't think that's. I think I'm. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn to say there's probably a better chance to be reinstated now than why he didn't do it before. He, well, for whatever the yeah. reason, he wasn't ready to play. He wasn't able to pass the test. I don't know. Or I don't you, know. You needed enough time to pass to. Yeah, I mean, get the, your arguments in order, get your stuff in order. Yeah, I. It's, we don't know why. I, mean, I don't mean to speculate. I just yeah. know you know there, there's a reason why he did it now and not before. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he has a chance to be reinstated. I bet we'll hear something about him this season. I just don't know when. All right, we talked about Gallup, the wide receiver position. Do you guys expect the Cowboys to be utilizing their tight ends more? Mm-hmm. That's a, yes. They they probably are going to have to if they only play wide receiver. I mean, if they only have four wide receivers, like you would assume that means more twelve personnel. Um, limiting the exposure to your wide receivers. I don't think it, you know, I heard somebody suggest like Jarwin could do some receiver stuff. I don't think I buy that. But, you know, getting multiple but, tight ends onto the field. But but they are more, well, you know what, I, I'll say this. The, the, the catch that he made, uh, the 22-yard catch, the only catch that Jarwin made, it was a really nice throw from, from Dak, and it was one that, that was kind of a receiver-like route. But it's different to be there as a tight end and get that kind of matchup and then make the play as opposed to saying, I'm a wide receiver now because right. you won't ever get open. I mean, he's not going to beat any cornerback in the league. And that's 
that's what tied it. I mean, we say that, and Jason Witten's getting right in front of Josh Norman. Yeah, making true. plays. That yeah. was one of my favorite plays of the game. Trust in Kellen Moore. You know what? Yeah, put him receiver. Like it. What I see someone asking about Tony Pollard in the slot. I would like to see that a little more this week. Please. I would love to see stuff like that. And maybe this is a game where where that'll happen, where he might play more and you don't have uh, Tavon out there, maybe Cobb's doing a little bit more receiver stuff. So if this is a good opportunity to throw him out there for that. I said this, and yeah, we'll see, you know, is are they like saving it or do they not like I suggested last week like maybe they don't trust him to do all that stuff like for all the talk about all the different things he can do we haven't really seen it yeah. so are they saving it I don't really I don't think I really yeah. buy that they're saving it He looks like a backup running back right now yeah. not not a gadget player And that's I that's not a, yet. it's it's was Kamara straight up gadget from the start, or did he kind of work his way into the mix? And I'd have to go back and watch. I, don't I remember I mean, him busting out on the scene until a few weeks later. I Maybe I'm wrong mean, with that. I don't remember. He won Rookie of the Year, so he was probably pretty good, pretty quick. But that's true. I hope they do more with him. It's it would be frustrating if this is what his role looked like for the whole season. But we'll see. We'll see. And the whole idea it's, of it's saving early. him. Yeah, it does. It doesn't saving, make any sense. Saving him doesn't jibe with like what Jason Garrett is all about. Like, oh, we're we're saving that for a mm-hmm. later date. Like, no, because Jason Garrett's convinced that the, this game's going to go down to the wire. Like, that's how he approaches things. So, and with him not having that much experience and being on the field and doing those kinds of things, it's just it. Trust is a trust is a big. It's a it's everything to them. Like, I mean, we try to say that all the time, which. They threw Cedric Wilson out there in a punt return by the goal sure. line last week. So, I don't know. I, I want to see more from Tony Pollard. I'm not ready to, like, say it's not going to happen. It's only week three, but we haven't seen it yet. Now, from these guys that are coming in to kind of help out with the positions that have suffered some kind of injury, which guy are you most excited to see on the field? It could be, you know, Tristan Hill. That's, that's my pick. That Tristan would be the Hill. one? Yeah, I just... I'd like to see him in a game situation and kind of maybe get a good idea of why they drafted him um, second round. And this, you know, this will probably be a good matchup for him. Doesn't sound like they've got, you know, a great interior line or anything great. So, I, yeah, this this could be a game where not only does he play, but maybe he he makes a little bit of an impact. All right. Well, if you're going to take Quinn, uh, Hill, I'll just take the other obvious one and say Quinn. Um just you know, he's 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 not the guy that was all pro like five or six years ago, but I think he's still a good player, and on this line that should help him out. And I think we, I mean, if if he can flirt with six somewhere between six and ten sacks, I would call that a successful season. Yeah. I don't need him to do it this week, but get your feet underneath there's, you and get used to playing football again. I think it could be big for this for this defensive line. There's other good answers there though too. I mean, Darian Thompson is a guy That's we've one. heard a lot about, yeah. and, and he's going to get a chance to play. And Donovan Wilson's one that maybe will play. And what I, about? yeah, it's That's hard. That's what I'm excited to see. Donovan I really Wilson. want. I mean, he did good in the preseason towards yeah. those last few games, so I'm really anxious to see him. It sucks that he suffered that injury, and it kind of. I guess it's just it's easier to pick like somebody like Quinn because I know what to expect yes. from them. Whereas Wilson, does he get into the game on defense? How much does he play? Like, what do they let him do? It's harder to gauge those types of things. I, even watching him in practice, he looks really good as a as a uh, cover safety. But he's big and strong, and looks like he's a good hitter and tackler. But he's 
I just I, I love the ball skills that he's got. I, I really believe he's going to be your starting safety with Xavier Woods. Maybe next year. I, I thought you were going to say like you know in this year four or five <laughs> weeks. I was like, whoa, no, put it on tape, Nick. No, that's a little that's a little <laughs> out there, but because um, Heath, I think Heath's playing well, um, pretty well. But, Yet people right. want to keep taking him out of the mix. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's, and, yeah, we don't. Yeah. He, you know, the, the the Saquon run didn't look great. No. He could have. It sure as hell looked like he could have had a pick against Washington. It hit his helmet instead. So, you know, he's. I get it. I get he's it. Not, I think <laughs> the hate. The hate is always exaggerated when it comes to Jeff Heath, but he, you know, he he. There's some plays he'd he's probably not like exactly. back so far. Almost Anthony. We used to call, say that about Anthony Spencer because he was almost getting a, a big play every time. But he's very up there because you think about how different his career could have been if, I mean, he blasted uh, Aaron Rodgers. If yep. he causes a fumble in that playoff game and they get the ball and kick a field goal and win to go to the championship game, which I've never been before. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you all know that, but I've never been to a championship game. I've heard game. that, yeah. Yeah, neither is Derek. Neither of y'all, really, but no. But Got much a few less. More years seriously, there. there's, there's, there's like diehard fans of 30, 40, 50 years listening to this. They're, oh, yeah. he's dumb. who cares? These dumb kids <laughs> haven't been. Yeah, right. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll keep answering some of these questions. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay. What's not too? Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the. That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score, September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to the break. Well, I wish Shannon Gross was doing this because he would probably say something like free to play, but that is what I'm going to talk about. Free to play predictive games. It's on the Cowboys app. You can win some cash prizes up to 10 grand. It's quite a grand prize there. You have to be 21 or older and logged into the app to play. Download the app for access on game days at DallasCowboys.com slash app. And basically, if that didn't make sense, it's really just a way to predict different things. We have like 
trivia type questions. Are the Cowboys going to rush for this many yards or that many? It's free. You just play it. And then who has the most points throughout the game and the season can win 10 Gs. All right. I've seen multiple people asking about Daniel Weiss and the idea or the option of bringing him up from the practice squad. Any thoughts on this as to why? Yes. Why not? Pourquoi? Why like, not would be no room for you. That's, and yeah, it's like already no, a crowded area. And no need to move him off the practice squad. Just like there was no need to move Blake Jarwin off the practice squad until the Eagles called and said, we want him. And they're like, whoa, 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 so do we. You're on the team now. So that if that happens, they might do that. But Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, Antoine Woods is hurt. I get that. But I think you can get through this game well, with three true tackles and maybe, you know, Joe Jackson can flex yeah. if he needs to. I mean, we said this way back in – training camp when Quinn was suspended that they will go into the season with one extra defensive lineman somebody will get a couple games to show what he can do and then if there's not an injury that puts a guy on IR somebody's going to have to be cut because Quinn's coming back and it was Taco Mm -hmm. so that there really still isn't a room for for wise uh, with Taco gone Uh, there hasn't been enough room for the second round pick let alone Daniel Wise Yeah, yeah to play but I, so, I, I think that they they like him and you know they love the word position flex and so big time yeah we'll we'll see and we'll see what's up with Crawford on that injury then maybe that's where that's kind of stemming from is is that you know if Crawford's injury lingers a little bit he's the guy that is he's probably the most in slash tackle behind Crawford guy that can play the both yeah. play both the best yeah I just don't think there's room or need for it at this moment. Yeah, not time. not right now, but. Wait. Sorry, before you take any more questions, I came up with this during the break. You know how many, so the line is what, like 21 and a half? Mm -hmm. Somebody suggested to me, like, well, Jason Garrett's teams, they don't ever, like, blow people out like that. How many times do you think it's happened under Garrett? Or the Cowboys just 20-plus point win? Uh, How many times since Garrett's been the coach have they won by 20 or more? Yeah. 17. Okay, you overshot it a little bit. It's 12. (laughs) Really? It's 12. But that, I mean, that one. And, yeah. and I know I haven't seen that many way since more of my them, time here. Way more of them have happened in recent years than in the past. It, it never happened in 2012 or 2015, not surprisingly, but they did it twice in 16, three times in 17. Most recently was last year when they crushed Jacksonville. Um, but honestly, I forgot about the 2016 game against Cleveland, 35-10. They, I, I'm pretty sure they were up 35 nothing before mm-hmm. they kind of... And that's that's sort of what I think this game's going to look at look like. Like, I will say we've never seen a Jason Garrett team do like what the Ravens did, like fifty nine points. I don't think you'll see that. But the biggest blowout I can remember was when they beat the Colts, forty two to seven, and yes. that was such a that was such a blowout because the Colts were a good team, right? Yeah, uh, the Colts. Yeah, I mean they they pulled luck and yeah. But I mean, they, but they were a good. They team, were a good yeah. team. I think they yeah. went to the playoffs they that did. year. But they I did. mean, that was that was the most one-sided ass kick, and I remember in a while of a good team. Of not, a, yeah, of a good, good team. team. Um, but but you know, the reason why I, I kind of went higher there is, it seems like almost every year, week three to week five, some early 
October, late September, somebody comes in and like the Rams or the Bills or somebody, and they, yeah. they just they handle them thirty-one-seven or they, something yeah, like that. They beat St. Louis thirty-four-seven and thirty-one-seven back in the day. They crushed Buffalo forty-four-seven. And then I don't remember how good the Saints were this year, but I just remember hmm. Week Four, twenty fourteen. Actually, which you yeah. know they play Week Four next week. It was this big hyped matchup: AT and T Saints Cowboys. Yeah. Saints crushed them, thirty-eight seventeen. I mean, sorry, Cowboys, Cowboys crushed the Saints. Yeah, I kept waiting 17. for Breeze to come back in that game and play well. I kept waiting for it to happen. It just never did. But so, I mean, it it has happened with relative regularity. Uh, yeah. So, I I just see you know thirty-eight ten sounds like a good. A good spot I've for got, this. I've got thirty-seven-seven. I know we're doing that tomorrow. Sorry, yeah. Oh no, you're good. Getting, I mean, I just, I don't think we need to be dramatic about it. Like nobody thinks we're going to pick a loss. A lot, but, but a lot of people, you know, and you see it on Twitter probably more than me. But a lot of people are like, yeah, God, they're they're nervous about this, and it's just like, there's no reason not to be. There's no reason to be nervous about it. Yeah, well, we you might can't be, just ever like don't get too comfortable. Don't get cocky. I, don't because but again, but I, because see, I trust Jason Garrett in yeah. this situation. I trust that this, you know, we, he all people make jokes about him and how, you know, anal he can be sometimes and focused on that. But for games like this, they won't sneak up on the Dolphins won't sneak up on the Cowboys. It is his absolute best trait as a coach. Yeah. There's the consistency of his approach mm-hmm. and like the, like I like you know you're not gonna win every game but like I've never seen a Jason Garrett team come out and lay an egg against a bad team and just really look like crap I've never seen a Jason Garrett team absolutely get its doors blown off from beginning to end yeah there were you know 2017 the Eagles and the Chargers like those games got away from them at the end of the yeah. day but like I've never seen a Garrett team just get kicked up and down the field from the beginning and I've never seen one just show up completely unmotivated to play either when was that Saints game? Oh, that's uh, 2013 November. Yeah, that's uh, no, because even still, like at halftime, nearing halftime, that game was pretty close. We're talking uh, 2013 Saints beat him 49-17. It was a gross, but it was like 14 to 10, I think, or maybe mm-hmm. 21 to 10. Going toward halftime, it was getting out of hand, but not quite there. And then Darren Sproles mm-hmm. broke off a long run. So even that, like, they were even in that for a half. Okay, so I guess this plays into this question. With all the injuries going on around the NFL, when you start looking at the upcoming opponents for the Cowboys, what game do you think or consider that would be the first real test for the Cowboys? Next week. Next week. Even what's going on without... I'm the one. Sit, I'm the one sitting here saying like this game will be easy. I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable. Like th- it's a different animal. Teddy Bridgewater was a second round pick. He's had success in this league. He's got a quarterback guru coach who's going to scheme some stuff up for him. Oh, and by the way, was in a first round pick. Second, I think he like just outside the first. I thought he was just inside. The May, first. He might have been. I'm sorry if my memory's fuzzy. Anyways, anyways, somewhere between thirty sorry. and thirty five. He's a highly talented player with a great quarterback coach drawing up a game plan for him in one of the best home field advantages in the league. Oh, and by the way, they have one of the deepest rosters. Their defense doesn't get nearly enough credit for how good it is. Cam Jordan. And they have good fans over there. Yeah. I said, I said, it's a tough place to play. It said one of the best home field advantages no. in the league. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. It's, 
that if you don't think that game's going to be a test just because Drew Brees isn't there, I think you're crazy. I think, I mean, I think Drew Brees is is outstanding. I think he's helped Sean Payton become a good coach. I think Sean Payton's also helped Drew Brees become a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think they've been great together. And I think, like you just said, he'll make um, Bridgewater. I mean, they'll get him ready to play. They're not going to roll over. It'll, it, that'll be a great game. That's uh, it's a you great know, test for the Cowboys. Um, what I think the last time the Cowboys went to the Superdome, it was with Whedon. Yeah, and that game went to overtime. It's a good game, and they had Breeze. They were. I mean, they had talent that year. So, and that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, there's a difference between. Oh no, we don't have our starting quarterback, or we're dealing with these injuries, and what the Dolphins are. And, like the and, Dolphins yeah. are a different thing altogether. But, they're just not a good. They're the worst team in the NFL by a considerable margin. But we've said all along when the schedule came out, we, at New Orleans and Green Bay, uh, sitting right there, that not only should you be three and zero, but you better be three and zero. You better be three and zero going into this if you want to have the type of season. Not to say that you're going to lose both games, or you might even split or whatever. But a split looks much better if you can go to three and zero. So it takes it back to this game right here. Don't overlook anything. Go do handle your business, knock them out, and and move on to the next game because if, you need to be three and zero when you got especially and, and the day the schedule came out, it was like they need to be three and zero, but. Losing like now that you're two and zero, you know, all right. If you lose on the road in Washington, that's mm-hmm. not great, but it's the NFL. But like, you can't, you right. cannot lose this game. With if, you, if you lose this game, <laughs> Dolphins and if you home. lose this game, you're not, you're not as good as you think you are. You're not good. Uh. Period. You're not good. Like, so I mean, they're what, not going to lose this game. You're the Saints. Right? They're the, not going to lose this no, game. No, of course not. We're Fans. asking the tour. They know. Yeah, but, <laughs> they didn't hear me. This, you got the Saints. You got the Packers. The Eagles are on the horizon. Oh, by the way, the Rams and the and the Bears are further down the road. Like when you're tallying up, like how to get to the playoffs when it gets starts to get cold. Like if you lost to the Dolphins, you are screwed. Okay, final question: With all the shuffling going on at the defensive line for the Cowboys, over or under three sacks for this game? What would you say? You know, I, I said over last week with three, and I whiffed on that one. But I, I'm gonna—I'll do it again. I mean, I just—I think that that's what they're. I think that I think the Dolphins are having a really hard time getting guys blocked, and I think the Cowboys—they, D-Law and those guys—they're frustrated because of that. I think I think you'll see more than three. Uh, I'm gonna say three exactly. If you want to call that a push, I'll say yeah, exact. Like they'll have some push would be if you give me the names of who's making Ooh. those. That's a push. All right. Uh, one each for Tank, Malik, and spread it around. Saying Quinn would be too easy, so then like the third one will be Jalen Smith. Okay. So I'm st- I'm, they'll spread I'm it. I'm sticking with Hyder to get to get one here. That would be fun. I think Hyder D Law more than one for him. Probably two for him, one for Hyder, and then how I know. about how about little Joe Jackson? Okay, he's not that he little. ain't he little. Not little. He ain't little at all. He's not little. He's gonna play he a lot. You'll play there. a lot in the second half. And he'll get a sack. Joe Jackson. We'll see. And then w- once you have all these other guys, so you know, uh, Crawford, not Crawford. Um, Dorrance, oh, my God. Demarcus Lawrence. I don't yeah. know why his name. Lawrence. You got Malik Collins in there. If Robert Quinn is doing some things, I mean, that can create opportunities for other guys to be able sure. to step in there because I'm assuming the Dolphins offensive line would be paying attention more to those guys like that with that kind of caliber. If yeah. the if the pass rush struggles to affect the quarterback in this game, then Monday we need to be having a conversation about how good they actually are. 
I mean, because yeah. like it just it, and and you know, like we said yesterday, like the Dolphins are going to throw some screen passes. They're going to try to mitigate their problems. But over the course of 60 minutes, and like I said, like they don't need to get seven sacks to have success. But if you're affecting the quarterback, getting him on the ground a couple times, doing more to provoking some turnovers. Yeah, like they they need to be more active this week than they have been the last two weeks. All right. Well, this is all the time we have for today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. We'll be back tomorrow with some final Game day prediction, I don't know. Derek is hosting that, so he'll take care of that show <laughs> tomorrow. We'll see what he comes up with. For Nick Eman, David Hellman, and Member Garcia, this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?